0: featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Exciting update. I have a brand new free resource. You all asked for it, so I created it. This is a relationship attachment quiz designed to help you understand your patterns in relationships. You can take this totally free quiz now by going to the link in my Instagram bio at Dr. Morgan Coaching and click attachment quiz. And you all know I love to hear from you. So either screenshot and tag me with your result or send me a DM letting me know your result from the quiz. You guys, this is totally free, and this will be helpful to you. So go check it out. Can't wait for you to take the quiz and to share your results. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode. This is a guest interview episode, and I'm so excited. We have Christine Colzing with us, and she is a transformational mindset expert master success coach who guides women entrepreneurs in health and well-being to step into their most powerful selves, attract more money, and confidently sell high-value offers so that they can thrive in business and in life. She is an amazing, powerful woman, and I have the pleasure of knowing her personally. I cannot wait for you all to hear our conversation today. Welcome, Christine. How
1: are you? Thank you. I am so good. I'm so honored to be on the podcast. I've been listening to your podcast on my afternoon walks, and um, God, I wish that someone would have told me about this whole attachment theory thing. When I was 16, it would have made dating so much easier.
0: <laughs> oh, you and me
1: both. Keep doing but, what you're doing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. I needed, I needed attachment theory so bad and there was not the resources. So yeah, I'm so glad that we're putting this out there now and having these discussions. Um, so tell us a little bit about you, a little bit about your background, who, who you are and what, what you do.
1: Okay. So I am, like you said, a transformational mindset expert. I help women to let go of all the things that are holding them back and really step into their most powerful selves. I've had this drive to make an impact and help women since I can remember. um, Since I was little, I've just always had this drive to be to make a difference in the world. And when I was in college, I was a women's studies major. So that was really just an exciting and interesting major. It helped me to really discover more about who I am. And that's always been interesting to me. I've always been into personal development and um, spiritual development. I've also been a serial entrepreneur. I had my first business at 24. I opened a coffee house and juice bar And since then I've also had a Pilates studio an online health and wellness business. And now I have my mindset coaching business. I still have the health and wellness business. So I, I kind of do double duty there, but, um, I have a podcast as well. And I really, I love helping people to break through and just love themselves and see how amazing they already are. And I'm, just honored that I get to do this as my life's work.
0: Wow, I love that. So good. Empowered women empower others, right? And I, I love that. You know, I think you and I know that doing this work is so fulfilling, and what an amazing gift to have a profession that really lets you feel like you're connected to a purpose. Um, and also, it's a profession that requires your own personal growth to be the foundation of how you show up for others. I know, I mean, I've always been so grateful that in order to do the work I do, it requires that I have the best version of me. Do you relate to that?
1: Oh, absolutely. It's that whole you can't you can't teach what you haven't got. Like you have to have it for yourself. And not to say that you have to be perfect and have had You don't have to figure it all out, but you have to constantly be willing to be in the process, to be learning, to be expanding, to be growing, to say, I don't know it all, but I'm interested in this. It keeps my curiosity. I'm, I'm always looking for better ways to help serve my clients. And it's usually because I'm also looking for better ways to serve myself. And I think that when people are in a space where they value themselves and just loving who they are. It just that act alone creates a difference in the world. And I'm an idealistic person, I always have been. And I continue to envision and imagine a world where people love who they are. Because if you love who you are, if you're in alignment with yourself, with the gifts and the talents that you have, and you're able to. Express that love for yourself. I just see so much beauty coming from that, that it ripples out. It gives other people space to love who they are. Um, it creates a lot of connection, mm-hmm. understanding, less judgment, you know And so I think really the, the best work that we can do is on ourselves.
0: I love that so much, Christine. And I know the women that I serve, the women who are in my program or will be in the future, they know that that self-worth piece, really loving yourself, knowing your value, that's at the core of the work that we do. Mm -hmm. And then the healthy relationship, attracting that lifelong partner, that is this lovely bonus that comes from really doing that internal work. So.
1: Yeah. And saying, that's what I tell my clients too about their business or their money. Yeah. You know, it's all related. It's all related. It's all yes. related. Yeah. So start with you once you, with you, once you work on you start out from the inside out and mm-hmm. then it's amazing what you can create and attract in your life, relationships, health, money, success, yes. business, whatever it is that you want, but yes. it's got to start from the inside. I so agree.
0: Yeah. Well, I love that we are so on the same page about that, that the internal work comes first. And I know we've seen that in ourselves. We've seen it in the people that we have helped. And you can always try to do the external things or do band-aids, but those things never last long-term. The only way to lifelong change is to do that internal work first.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's fun. I mean, honestly, the more you do it, the more fun it gets. I mean, yeah. The more you love yourself, like it just gets better and better. I think there's a lot of misconceptions about what it means to do the internal work. I think we've been told that it's going to take a long time, that it has to be hard, it's got to come with a lot of tears, and I think people avoid it because they don't they don't want to have to go back and refeel all the old emotions and relive all the old events. And so a lot of the work that I do makes that unnecessary. Um, We just get right into the transformational subconscious mindset work and we move forward. We start with now and we move forward into the future. And when people are able to do it from that perspective, it becomes a lot more fun and they see the results faster and they enjoy the process a lot more.
0: I love that you're sharing that. And, you know, that's part of, for me, my transition into coaching um, from psychotherapy, right? And, and really, I do see that value of coaching is it is quick. It is, you know, being able to get you results uh, within that eight week or 10 week time period um, without it having to be so, so painful. And yeah, actually having it be fun. People don't realize yeah. that. This can be yeah. fun. Yeah. I love that. Okay. And I know, gosh, you and I can talk about so much, so we might have
1: to have <laughs> you back at some point. Yes. Uh, I'm going to have you on my podcast too. Yes. So we'll talk more about business there.
0: <laughs> yes. If you all want an amazing podcast, go check out Christine's podcast. Can, can you tell
1: us how to find it? It's the alignment tribe. And you can find it on all the platforms.
0: The Alignment Tribe. And she will be interviewing me about my journey in business. Um, and Christine, you and I, so we were just getting to know each other. And we started to talk about this term that is not talked about enough in the relationship space. And that is conscious uncoupling. And I feel like, yeah, let's, let's just dive in. Let's talk let's about dive it. dive in. Yeah, <laughs> what what's the definition to you, or like what? How how do you think we can explain
1: that to our audience here? Um, it's funny. I don't even know if I've ever looked up the definition. Um, I think I heard it because a few celebrities were using it, yes, um, yes. and I it just made sense to me. Okay, so conscious means it. It's a choice. You're making a choice, and then the uncoupling is, you know ending a relationship. So to me, it was just like consciously choosing how you end a relationship. And so it's funny, even when you introed me at the beginning of the podcast, I still think that my name is going to be my married name, but I'm back to my maiden name and I'm still kind of getting used to it. So my husband of nine years and I just... Separated and dissolved our marriage this year, earlier this year. And it was, I actually at one point said to him, I'm like, I think what we're doing is conscious uncoupling. And he's like, I don't even know what that is. You can label it whatever you want. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to call it that. He's like, okay, fine, call it whatever you want. Um, but that's what we did. And the more that, I talk to people about how that relationship changed because it didn't end. It changed. The more I talk to people about how that relationship changed, the more I realize how little we hear about relationships transforming mm-hmm. in a way that's kind, that's respectful, and that works better for both people in the end. And um Actually, he has a podcast too, and we're gonna go on each other's podcasts and talk about I love <laughs> talk about our experience because we really feel like people just don't know that there's there's another option. You know, relationships don't have to be all or nothing. It doesn't have to be we're in it or we're out of it, or I love you or I hate you. And I think yeah. we've we've been given this belief structure that it's it's a black and white, one or the other, mm. all in, all out. And it's just not the case for so many people, and I think that's why people struggle when it comes to being happy in their relationship, because maybe they need to change how that relationship mm-hmm. works in order to um, in order to be happier, but they don't know that that's possible.
0: Thank you for sharing that. I think it's so powerful, and I know a lot of people listening can can really relate to this feeling that yeah, it feels like you're either all in or you're all out. I've even heard the term toxic monogamy being thrown around and I still want to kind of feel that one out a little bit, but <laughs> right. um, you know, this whole idea though that yeah, we as humans we grow and we change and sometimes when we come into a marriage and the two individuals are growing and changing, the The dynamic of that relationship doesn't always serve both people as they're growing and changing. Mm-hmm. Um, and this idea that if there is that realization that people feel, okay, I can't be supported to be my best self, or whatever is coming up in the relationship, if they feel like you know they can't talk about it, they can't be open about it then that's where we see like, oh, the affair happened and mm. she, she ran off with the kids and half the money. And you know, it's like, there, there's kind of this idea that it's not okay to talk about ways that you're changing and ways that maybe the relationship is no longer serving you. So I love this idea. Be open about it. Talk about how is your marriage, your relationship, how is it changing?
1: Yeah, I don't think people know how to talk about it. And you're right. Then then they don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. And then they find other they find other ways of ending the relationship. Yes. Without <laughs> without ending the relationship, right? They do something that that feels um irreparable. Yeah. And then you've just got hurt feelings all over the place. And yes. it probably would have been A whole lot easier to have just talked about how you were actually feeling in the first place. Um, And I think that's why your podcast and the work that you do is so important because you help people have that languaging. Like, how do we talk Mm -hmm. about this, even using, you know, different theories and terms? And um, because otherwise, people just don't, they don't know where to go with how to talk about their relationship. That's so
0: true. And I I also do some couples coaching and couple psychotherapy as well. And um, you know, whenever I start a relationship with a couple, I always let them know that the goal is not that, okay, the two of you are going to be happily ever after and this marriage will continue. The goal is that we find the outcome that will best support the both of you and sometimes that is conscious uncoupling and mm-hmm. so one thing I, and i think you and i would agree with this christine is you don't have to go through this alone right if you're right. and i don't know if if you two were able to navigate it or if you had any help in navigating these
1: conversations but it's hard to do on your own it is it's hard to do on your own and i think it's hard to do <laughs> it's hard to do with just your girlfriends Oh, yeah. Or like your sister, or whatever. Like they, they're they not coaches. They're, they're not therapists. They're not like, they don't, they're not going to be able to give you a unbiased mm-hmm. and honest reflection. Um, they're not going to help you to find a perspective necessarily, not because they don't want you to, it's just human nature that they're going to have, they have some skin in the game. They have some opinion. They have, you know, exactly. And, whether that is that they want to protect you or help you or something, um, they might not be giving you necessarily the best quote advice, and that's why I think going to um, going to coaches, going to a therapist, going to somebody who can give you that outside perspective is it's invaluable. I mean, I think coaching is invaluable, and in, whether you're whether it's for your relationship, your business, your money, your health, wow. I mean. There's people out there who know more than you,, yeah. and they, they can help you navigate it. you don't have to do it yourself yes um, yeah, I, th- I think that's really important. I know when uh, Patrick and I were in the process of of separating, we leaned very heavily on other coaches in our communities to help us mm. talk through it. Um, we leaned on mentors, we leaned on advisors, we leaned on um, I mean, I leaned on my family too, but I leaned on them differently. Um, for it
0: support was support
1: and so you know, advice. Yeah. Instead of advice. Yeah.
0: Thank you for sharing that. And that's an important distinction because yeah, you don't want to be isolated as you're going through it, but be intentional about who are you going to for guidance?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And Christine, so would you be open and sharing kind of what you feel like? Some of the hard things were about this, and then maybe you could also share some of the
1: benefits and the the positives too. Oh my god, I'd love to. Yeah. So my husband and I, this was a second marriage for both of us. When so for my husband. Ex husband Patrick and I, when we got together, this was a second marriage for both of us. We were friends before we ever went on our first date, we had known each other for a couple of years actually. And we very quickly fell into our relationship. Uh, you know, we were engaged three months after our first date and married three months after that. And definitely the speed of things, it felt Fine at the time, uh, looking back, I think there probably could have been a little bit more space and a little more time, um, but you know what it it happened the way it happened, and over the course of our relationship, we both grew a lot. Um, we both grew our he became an entrepreneur, we both grew businesses we both um, you know we had a lot of similar passions and interests and you know we had a lot of things that we really love to do together, and one of those things was entrepreneurship um, that however, when you have two entrepreneurs in the family <laughs> there's there can be a lot of there were for us a lot of challenges around money and finances, and I had a lot of challenges at the time around my money mindset, and um it created stress in our relationship. And most of the time when there were issues in our relationship, it was generally around money. And it was around my my issues with money and the way I felt about it. I take a hundred percent responsibility and ownership for that. Um I'm really grateful for it, though, because it kept pushing me into deeper personal development and more work on how I could transform my money mindset, which mm. I've now done <laughs> and is a big part of what I teach other people. But it did it did create a lot of challenges in our relationship. Um, I also wasn't great about at talking about difficult things. I didn't always like to do that. He actually was way better at doing that than I was. Um, And we had gone to therapists a couple of times during the course of our relationship to try to work some things out. You know, he had issues, I had issues, um, and we did our best to work through those things. And eventually, I got to a point where I just knew that in order for me to be the full expression of myself... And to create the life that I wanted to create, to realize the visions that I had for my life and my business, that I would need to do that without this marriage. And that was a really hard thing for me to come around to because Patrick is a great guy. He's really nice. He was super supportive of me and my businesses. He always helped me when I would ask for help. He always encouraged me. Um he was great with my family. Like he just was a really nice guy. He complimented me every day. Like it wasn't like past relationships where when I I wanted out or I wanted to change it was like really easy to point out all the, you know, all mm-hmm. the ways that the other person was, you know, so terrible that I had to leave it just wasn't that way and so it was really difficult for me to figure out why how it would be okay for me to just say i just want something different mm-hmm. because like that the belief structure that we have around relationships is that something has to be really wrong in order for you to want something different and that just wasn't the case it wasn't terrible but i also wasn't happy I just wanted something different. And it took me a while to get to that realization. But then once I did, I couldn't not realize that. To, to try to not realize that would have been denying my, my own self. And <laughs> while I did not want to have these conversations with him, I knew that I had to. And obviously my energy was already in a place where I was wanting to separate. I was wanting to leave. And so he kept asking me what was going on. And eventually we had some conversations. And, and I said to him, I just, this just isn't what I want anymore. And that was very, very hard for him to hear. Those kind of conversations are hard, they're just hard. It's just hard knowing that you're about to say something that you know will hurt someone's feelings. Even though everyone, and I teach this to my clients all the time, everyone is responsible for what they feel, what they think, and what they do. No one can make you feel anything. No one can make you think anything. And no one can make you do anything. You have 100% responsibility for yourself. But you know that when you're about to say something to someone that... More than likely, the response will be that that they'll be hurt. But I was the kind of person for a long, long time that I would just not say something because I would rather that they not be hurt and still like me. And I would just deal with how I felt about that. Um, But in doing all of the work that I do, becoming a transformational mindset coach, and, you know, I, I just can't silence myself like that anymore. And I knew I had to have this conversation with him, even though it was going to be hard, even though it would hurt his feelings, because it was the most genuine thing that I could do for myself. And we had the conversation right between Christmas and New Year's, which, oh my God, is that like, is the worst? (laughs) Like no one wants to have those conversations then. Like I was trying to wait until January, but the the energy was there. Like clearly he could tell that something was wrong and had been not good for a while. Um, so I think it was like December 28th, we had the conversation. I left for a few days to give him some space to think about it. And then he called me and said, okay, I'm ready to talk. And I think it was about three days later. And he also has been through all the same mindset coaching that I have. He also is certified in all the same things I am, which makes this process a whole lot easier for us. And what we decided was that if we are going to coach people on their mindset and on transforming their lives, yet we don't practice these principles in our lives and our relationship, then all of that's for nothing like this is the proving ground. This is where we put into practice what we teach and what we coach and, and embody it. And, and so he said to me, I, I don't want this, but I accept it. And I will move forward in this process with you with kindness and respect. And we agreed on that. And for the next month, we lived in the same place while we were waiting for him to move. Uh, we just kind of, we started separating things, you know, objects, um, separating our finances. And each time that we did that, we would remind ourselves when we would come into the conversation, we're doing this with respect and kindness. And those were the two, two key words that I think really helped us get through the process, um, Again, like I was leaning on friends of mine in the coaching world. Uh, I have a mentor that I've had for many years that I'm very close to. She also happens to be a therapist, but her role in my life is as a mentor. He also has mentors and friends in the coaching world that he was relying on. Um, because you're right, your your girlfriends or your guy friends or your family, like they'll be there to support you, but they don't necessarily know how to coach you. -hmm. And how to help you um, process how you're feeling about it in a way that's really healthy for you and for the other person. So, in that process, you know, he was kind of doing his thing and I was doing my thing. And Mm -hmm. he actually moved out of our apartment. We had just moved to this really cool apartment building last fall. And he moved to an apartment in the same building because neither one of us wanted to leave the building. I love that. And um, so he actually lives just a few floors above me. Um, and then after he moved out, there was there was a about a month or so that we really didn't talk much. I think he just really needed that space. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said to him, I would like it if we could be friends, but I would understand if that's not possible for you. And I just left the ball in his court. I didn't push it. I didn't you know, I just knew that he needed time to process. Mm -hmm. And eventually he started reaching out to me and here we are. Um, it's June now. Um, we separated in January. We filed our paperwork. We wrote out the paperwork for the dissolution and walked it to the courthouse together. Um, that was the day before Valentine's day. And then, um, we actually got divorced via zoom or we didn't get divorced. They dissolved our marriage via Zoom because this has all been during <laughs> the coronavirus. <Yeah. laughs> um, and then after that, after we we did the Zoom, um, he came to my he came to my place and we had dinner. It was the first time we had had like a meal together in a long time, and we just we talked about all the great things that we had in our relationship and the, you know, we we reminisced about fun things and because there was so much that, that was good in what we had. And we both could see it from a place of gratitude that in the course of our relationship, all the challenges that we had contributed to our growth, to our understanding of ourselves and each other, that nothing happens by mistake and that we, we can appreciate what we had and that the new dynamic that we have is just as good, if not better. I think it's better. I just was on the phone with him before you and I got on this, on the podcast together. And we were talking about how great things are right now. Um, We're really close friends. We talk on the phone a few times a week. We still bounce business ideas off of each other. Um, His Son just had a baby, and you know they're sending me pictures, and I'm getting ready to send them some gifts. And um, when my niece and nephew come for sleepovers, they go they go upstairs to Uncle Patrick's and go hang out with him because he's still their uncle. He's still, you know, he texts my mom and dad, and and I have encouraged him to continue his relationships with my family, and it's just been a really beautiful thing. It's it's, and we tell people this all the time, and it's interesting. People say, well. Yeah, maybe now it's like that. Like, people are so skeptical (laughs) that we could have a really beautiful relationship and friendship, but there was so much that was good in our marriage. Mm -hmm. There was so much that was good in that relationship. And why can't we keep all that good stuff? Right. You know, and I needed the dynamic of the relationship to be different in order for me to be my full self. And he has found the same for him. He has completely blossomed in this time. And and he has thanked me. He's like, I got stuck in ruts. I got stuck in old ways of thinking. I wasn't living my best life. And now I am. And I it helped me to get pushed out of the nest, so to speak, to go and do that. Um. Wow. And I give him all the credit. I really do. I mean, it wasn't his choice. It wasn't what he wanted. So for him to come around to a way of thinking where he and I are friends and we end our conversation saying, I love you. I mean, that is real. Yeah. That's just huge to me. I think he's just an amazing person.
0: There is so much in what you just shared. I think everyone listening, you're going to have to go back and listen to that a few times because there's just so much wisdom in what you shared. I wanted to highlight just a few things. I was like taking notes as Christine's talking here. Um, You know, I think one of the beautiful things was the realization that there was never going to be the right time. I work with people so many times who know they need something different, but they hold themselves back because they're going to wait for a better time. You're Mm -hmm. December 28th. Like, you know, and it's like, it's because that's when you knew it needed to happen. So I encourage all of you, whatever change it is in your life, don't silence that recognition when you have it, listen to it. And there's never the right time that the there's a right time is a lie. So I I really appreciate that about your story, Christine. Um, And also the ability that you had to use assertive communication you talked about that trend, your personal transition from passive communication where I'm focused on other people's needs, but then you getting to that place where you can be assertive and be own own your experience. And then the other thing you did that's so good is no expectations. Mm-hmm. You didn't go in with, okay, here's my experience and this is how I expect you to react to it. You held space for Patrick to react however he needed to. So- There's just so many good takeaways as an example, and I'm not saying you know you're perfect. No, no one is perfect, (laughs) definitely not. But this is really truly (laughs) a great example of how to go about uh, the the conscious uncoupling. And I love you know just to wrap up some of my feedback on that. But the gratefulness, because so often people leave a relationship and they think they have to go. Oh, that was all terrible. Let me burn the pictures. Let Mm -hmm. me delete every photo from my iPhone. Let me delete the text messages. They do the scorched earth kind of, you know, approach to ending a relationship, but it does not have to be that way. There's always good. There's always bad. Mm -hmm. You know, so I really appreciate that you held space for, for both, for acknowledging the things that weren't working, but also the things that were beautiful and that you could have dinner and talk about that. So what a powerful story, Christine. I know that's going to help so many people.
1: I hope so. I hope so. Because I I really, I mean, you're in the relationship because you like them, right? because you love them, because there's something there. And I think to end a relationship with a, you know, like I used to with a flurry of middle fingers and I'll never talk to you again. <laughs> it really it um, it doesn't have to be like that. Yeah. Because you there there was a connection at some point. There was kindness and love at some point. And maybe I mean you, maybe you don't become friends afterwards. That's totally fine, not everybody's going to want to do that. No, not everybody can do that, yeah, but being able to end the relationship with kindness and respect, and then maybe you go your separate ways and you never mm-hmm. talk again. That's okay, but you don't have to end the relationship with anger, animosity, resentment, mm-hmm. all of these things like i see I see some people end relationships, and first of all. It ends up taking a really freaking long time when you do it that way. Right. You're carrying all of this emotional stress with you throughout your day, probably throughout your year, probably into your next relationship. Like none of, that's not serving you and that's not serving the person that you're, the the next person you're going to be with or the person that you're ending the relationship with. And especially if you have kids, Mm -hmm. it really does not serve your kids for you and your spouse to end your relationship with all of that anger and negativity and, and to not end it with kindness and respect. I mean, at the very least have respect for the fact that they're, that they're the co-parent of your children. Yes.
0: And I know, I mean, obviously there are scenarios, you know, I was in a abusive relationship in my right. early twenties, right? There's scenarios
1: yeah. where yeah, I've been there too. Yeah. And that you, yeah, you're done and you leave and you never and the talk boundaries again. And you never talk yeah. again. Sure. Yeah.
0: There, sure. there are those scenarios, but I think, you know, in a, in a lot of relationships, particularly as you start to have healthier ones as you're healing, um, there is room for, I can set boundaries and it doesn't have to be black and white, you're totally out of my life, you know? Right.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I'm glad you brought up that point too. Like there definitely are relationships yeah. that just need to end yes. <laughs> and, and you're gone and you do not talk again and the boundaries are strong Yep, um, and just give yourself so much kindness and respect. Yes, exactly. Because the more that you can, the more that you can do that and not shame yourself for mm-hmm. having stayed too long yes, whatever yes. that is like, cause I've been there too. You know, my first marriage, um, ended because of emotional and verbal abuse. We're not friends. I haven't yeah. spoken to that person in 20 years. Like they're right. Yeah. So it's so a different approach, to but I, but I have looked back at that relationship and found things about it that I could be grateful for. Yes ways that it helped me to learn about who I am, mm-hmm. ways that helped me to learn about the world. Um, sometimes it just helps you to know what you don't want. Exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. I ended that relationship and I wrote out a list of what I wanted in a new relationship yeah. that I was you unwilling clear. to compromise on.
0: <laughs> it got you clear on your non-negotiables yeah. and your your standards. And that's, that's a beautiful thing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, in in this whole healing journey, that realization, um, that self-compassion, right? Like you going through everything you've gone through, you could have stayed in guilt or you could have shamed yourself, but really just having that acceptance of where you're at and then the compassion for yourself and for Patrick that then allowed you to move forward in a healthy way. So so many people just get stuck in that guilt and the shame, and then mm-hmm. they're not able to change. So yeah, it's so so important. Yes. Well, I know there's so much that we can talk about, um, but I wanted to ask you a little bit about where where you're at now, and kind of realizing, okay, as you're healing and moving forward what has that looked like for you?
1: Well, it's very, very interesting that all of this has happened during the pandemic. Right. Um, To your point about there's never a right time, I have said to myself several times, (laughs) I'm so glad I said what I said when I did, Mm -hmm. because had I not, had I continued to silence my own voice Which I had done in so many relationships before this, had I continued to silence myself, we would have still been together in quarantine. And I know (laughs) that that would not have been a good place for me to be. I would have, I know that I would have really been struggling um, had I not made the choices that I did when I did. There's never, there's never gonna be a better time. So just rip the band-aid off and start the healing because I don't, I mean no one could have predicted that, that this would have happened, but right. um it also made it really interesting in that dating was off the table. Mm-hmm. Like I literally could not go on a date. And I didn't want to, but I also kind of liked that that wasn 't even an option, you I know all that. the restaurants are closed, like no mm-hmm. one 's like i 'm social distancing i 'm just working from home and it was really nice to have that space for myself, and I took full advantage of that, and i I did a lot of deep dives into my meditation practice, um, into my work, into myself and that's been a really, really good experience. And I think that probably was really good for for Patrick as well. And we've we've talked about that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, having the dating off like <laughs> you just can't <laughs> yeah. was kind of nice. And you know, I don't I don't even really want to at this point. Um, I'm really enjoying my own company. I'm really enjoying the life that I'm creating, the girlfriends, the friendships, the women in my life. Um, when, and if I do begin to date again, or, you know, um, I know that I'm going to be doing it from such a different place because I said to myself when I ended this relationship that I will be honest from the very start. Mm -hmm. I will not silence my voice. I have silenced myself in too many relationships and I will not do that again. And I know now that I can say what I need to say and allow other people to have their experience of that. I mean, I watched Patrick go through the sadness and the hurt. And while I care for him, I didn't feel like I had to fix it. And I didn't feel like I had to silence myself to avoid him feeling that way. And knowing that I can get through that, I can watch someone mm. i can I can care for someone while they're going through um, challenging emotions, which means I can say what what I need to say for me in a way that's kind and respectful and yes. um yeah, so it, it'll be I'm looking forward yeah. to like. I'm looking forward to putting that into practice.
0: I love <laughs> on that. On some
1: level, yes,
0: we're gonna need to have a part two. We're gonna have you back in like six months. How we everything's see how- going? Yeah. Okay. Get me I on. Get, you can get me on Bumble, and we'll see yes. how things go. <laughs> yes, I love it. Um, well, you have just shared so much, and I am so grateful for for your willingness to be vulnerable on the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. Um, and Christine, one thing I always ask people when, when they're a guest, um, is if you were walking down the street and someone asked you for your best life advice at this time, no, no pressure, but you know, at this time, what, what is it that you would want to share with them?
1: The first thing that comes to mind is just love yourself. Mm do whatever you got to do to love yourself. It all starts from there.
0: I love that piece that you add. Cause I think people miss that sometimes the action of it, do whatever you have to do, take action mm-hmm. so that you can get to that place of loving yourself. Thank you for mm-hmm. that. Powerful, powerful, powerful words.
1: Yeah. And thank you for, thank you for what you do. I am so grateful that we've met I listen to your podcast, like I said, when I go on my afternoon walks and I feel like when I do go back out there in the dating world, that I'm going to be able to do it from from a place of just like easy, breezy, cool, like understanding that people have these different ways of being, the avoidant, anxious, secure oh my gosh, it just makes so much sense. Like I was listening to one of your episodes and I went through the catalog of old boyfriends and I was like, anxious, avoidant, 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 anxious, avoidant. <laughs> oh, there's a pattern here. <laughs> I love it. I love that. And I can see, I can see like, I don't want to call them the red flags, but the, I can see the flags. I can see where yeah. someone is going to be one way or the other very early on. Yes. And that just, I'm, um, wow, that just makes, it makes such a difference. It's very cool stuff you're doing. I really appreciate it. I've been sharing it with all my friends. I'm like, oh. you just have to listen to this if you want to, if you really want to have better relationships and stop saying that. I just don't understand why. Yeah. You know, why are they doing this? Oh, okay. Yeah. Now I know. Totally. And it's not about me. <laughs> Thank you, Christine.
0: And I um, I know that people are going to have so many amazing takeaways from this conversation. And we want to make sure that you all listening, that you tag us on Instagram, can share to your stories. Uh, Christine, tell them how they can find you on IG.
1: I am at Christine Colzing. On Instagram, and there'll be links in the show notes yes. for how to spell that. But it's with two Ks.
0: <laughs> Christine
1: with a K, Colton yes. with a K. <laughs> yes, and
0: she also hangs out on Facebook even more than I do. So you can find her on Facebook as well. Um, and Christine, once again, thank you so much. I'm sure we'll have you back at some point. And
1: yeah, thank you. I really yeah. appreciate it. Thank You're you so welcome. much.
0: You're welcome. And as always, everyone, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. I'll talk with you soon. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram Facebook and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.